Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for April 29th, 2022. We had ourselves another good episode of SmackDown Live. So even though this was a taped show, I believe if I remember correctly, this was taped last week before WWE went over seas uh, to tour in the UK. But still, pretty good match. Uh, the crowd seemed to be, you know, alive for most of it. I do sus- suspect that there was some piping and crowd noise, but even still, it's a good show. We kick things off with that steel cage match uh, between uh, Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. Sami been running for his life ever since he put his foot in his mouth uh, when he was talking with Adam Pierce saying that he would fight the next person that would come out of the locker room because Sammy's honor had been taken from him uh, because he had lost so hilariously <laughs> to Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. And uh, this match was exactly what you expect. Sammy trying to escape every opportunity he he had. Drew dragging him back into the uh, back into the cage, and Drew finally got to hit that claymore on Sami Zayn, knocking him out, getting the victory, and finally shutting the door on this feud that I think actually did in the long term has helped Sami as well. Um, after that, we have our first episode of Happy Talk after the split between Baron. And Madcap Moss. And of course, Madcap gets himself involved. Aaron had a had some ideas of trying to destroy the Andre the Giant Battle uh, Royal Trophy. But when he called for a sledgehammer from the back, uh, one of the ring crew brought one. But of course, that ring crew member was Madcap himself attacking Baron after the uh, at, trying to hit him with the sledgehammer that obviously didn't work we all know the sledgehammer is saved for one particular person but he is no longer able to wrestle which is very sad as well um but this feud clearly heading towards its resolution at wrestlemania backlash should be interesting um i'm glad that more than likely Madcap will go over Uh, he seems to be well liked well received by the crowd now that he's a face uh, and it's just more of a testament to Baron Corbin getting over everybody. <laughs> uh, up next, we then had our match for the Intercontinental Championship as Regashay defended his title against Shanky. And I'm not going to lie, Shanky looked real good in this match. Um, that's it's telling for things to come. Uh, he was not able to get the job done. Ricochet was able to retain his title. But... After the match, Jinder got in the into the ring and started to berate Shanky, and Shanky basically just told him to stop and then turn around and just walked away. So I'm like, all right, is Shanky going to go off on his own? Uh, I don't know if he's ready, but I guess we might find out. And then, of course, it makes you wonder, what's next for Jinder? It's been a while since he's been in a major title picture. I mean, I know he just went for the Intercontinental Championship, but you know that was unsuccessful, so... So what's next? I was thinking maybe him and Shanky would become a tag team and maybe challenge for the tag titles at some point down the road if they 
gets enough wins together, but now that he's all by himself, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, also, to mention, uh, and I know Sam and I will be going into this much more in detail on our Above the Ring episode, uh, but NXT released 10 uh, superstars uh, from their roster today, or actually on Friday, um, roughly around, I think it was 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern uh, is when the releases started to become publicly known. Uh, but like I said, we'll talk about this uh, more in depth. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, but back to the show itself. Uh, we ended up getting our first in-ring debut for Raquel Rodriguez. I'm still not used to her smiling, laughing, having a grand old time in the ring. Uh, I'm st- I'm just I'm used to Big Mommy Cool just going into the ring, beating the ever living snot out of people with a scowl on her face, and then just you know not getting paid by the hour. Um, she had a real good match. Uh, she took on Cat uh, Cordoza. Uh, rightfully so, she did get the victory. Uh, it was nice to see though her opponent get some offense in. Um, but Raquel able to dominate, get her first win, more smiles. We'll see what happens after that. We were supposed to have a tag team unification contract signing between the Usos and RK Bro, but didn't get that. It was interesting. Usos came in, made their traditional promos about tag teams being the number twos and they are the ones because it makes sense it's the bloodline <laughs> but randy feeling particularly spicy today uh giving some props to jay obviously calling him the right hand man did everything else and then he looks at jimmy and goes well jimmy you're just straight up bitch and i'm like oh shit okay <laughs> uh jimmy obviously did not take kindly to this uh, attacking randy and then uh, the brawl was on uh, no signatures put on paper yet. Uh, but of course, while this is happening, we hear the tribal chiefs music hit. And I'm like, wait, what's going on now? Roman runs down to the ring. Well, not really run. Saunters walks his way down with Paul by his side, gets in the ring, takes the contract for the unification, rips it up, stuffs it in Riddle's mouth, and continues to beat on both uh, of members of RK Bro. This is where things get a little interesting. We then hear Drew McIntyre's music. And I'm like, oh, we have our next contender, ladies and gentlemen. Drew comes out to the ring. Roman all by himself in the middle of the ring, basically just taunting Drew going, what are you going to do? Drew gets in the ring. Roman attacks, which is a little surprising. Um, And they have themselves a little bit of a brawl as well. And so I'm thinking to myself, all right, are we going to have a six-man tag match for main event tonight that'd be pretty cool but no very interesting after we go to commercial break and come back we see adam pierce in his office uh who then is joined by paul Heyman, and paul Heyman makes a suggestion that the unification match be scrapped and it turned into a six-man tag match uh, adding Roman Reigns, obviously, to the Uso side and Drew McIntyre to RK Bro's side. Adam, a little re- 
you know, reluctant to do this because he's like, well, I don't want to just change a title match into just a traditional six man tag. But Paul's tries to pull the, the stroke of, well, do you really want to deprive the WWE universe of having their tribal chief, their undisputed WWE heavyweight champion be on the card eventually throughout the night? Uh, we get an update from Michael Cole and Pat McAfee that the match was made official. So the unification has been scrapped. And honestly, I'm very glad that this is happening. I did not want these tag titles to be unified. It's already enough of an issue that the heavyweight championship has been unified. We don't need one brand or I should say one main storyline to cover both shows there are there is too much talent on these rosters to only have the same people be on both shows so the sooner that roman can drop one of those titles the better Uh, i don't know if they just want to shred one and just have another title be born on one of the shows or what but as much as people hate the brand split it's honestly it's best for business because you get chances to see other stars be born uh, and rise to the top. And if you have the same people going on both shows, then it gets very repetitive and it, it, it actually makes matters worse. At least this is just, of course, this is just my opinion, but I I've always enjoyed the brand splits better than having one continuous storyline going over two shows. It's just, I like to see variety in the show. That's again, that's just my opinion. So after that, we get women's action as Naomi with Sasha Banks took on Shayna Baszler with Natalia. Naomi does get the victory here. Of course, the Natty jumps in the ring and starts attacking Naomi, which causes Sasha to come in to help her tag team partner out. But Natty and Shayna get the upper hand, slapping on submissions to both women. So they will have themselves a title match in two weeks' time. So it'll be interesting to see if Naomi and Sasha can continue to hold on to the women's tag titles or they drop it to the only other official women's tag team on the main roster. (laughs) We need to start putting some teams together, guys. We got to get this stuff going. After that, it's fight night, but we can't find Butch. Butch has disappeared since last Friday when he ran away. Um, so Ridge Holland going at it alone with the King Xavier Woods, uh, with Sir Kofi by his side. Uh, and once again, <laughs> the backwood strikes once more. Xavier Woods ever able to get the win over Ridge. Sheamus has had it and demands a match with Kofi right then and there. Kofi obliges, and Sheamus actually gets the win. Now, I know people will be like, oh, no, 50-50 booking. Why? Ah, It's the worst. In this case, I actually think it's a good thing. Sheamus, the clear leader of this, this bunch, needs to be able to hold serve when it comes to trying to keep this whole thing together. Um, I, I don't know what they're doing with Butch. Um, I think it's actually rather comical. Um, I enjoy the three of them together, um, but I really just want to see Pete Dunn. I don't want to see Butch. So I, I part of me hopes that 
Pete just randomly shows up on SmackDown and they think it's Butch and he's like, who the hell's Butch? I just I just want to see something comedic happen with that. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but we'll see. Um, after that, we had yet another heart-wrenching vignette talking about Lacey Evans. Uh, I feel like sooner rather than later, she will return to the ring. Um, obviously, I expect her to be a, a big baby face um, because of what she's trying to portray in her uh, in her vignettes about you now talking about her real life. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm as much as I'm going to miss this uh, sassy Southern Belle. I like this real Marine-ish, you know, it's more real Lacey Evans. So this should be this should be fun to see. After that, we had our beat the clock submission match challenge uh, to see who would come out on top. Uh, the two matches were Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi and then Charlotte Flair taking on Aaliyah. I feel bad because Shotzi nor Aaliyah should be fed to these women. If anything, this should have been this should have been the spot where you get enhancement talent um, and not completely destroy, you know, two of your stars that should be on the rise. Um, Ronda and Shotzi were up first. Shotzi survived only a minute and 41 seconds uh, before she quit. Uh, and then Charlotte took on Aaliyah. Charlotte, unfortunately, did not get the job done. She kind of coasted through the first minute thinking this would be, you know, light work for her. And Aaliyah's scrappy. She kept uh, attacking Charlotte, almost pinned her a couple times. I uh, just kept getting in the way. And Charlotte was not able to get her to submit before the bell rang. So Ronda wins. Thought this might have been for a stipulation for their match at WrestleMania Backlash, but nope. It's kind of an odd finish uh, to the show. Uh, Charlotte then unfortunately turned her ire to Drew Gulak, who was the night's special ringing um, <laughs> timekeeper. And I, I mean, I'm happy Drew's on television, but this poor man's getting beat up by everybody. <laughs> uh, Charlotte attacking him after the, the main event's over uh, and just obviously furious that she lost to Ronda. So I don't know. It was... It's kind of a wonky ending to the show. Um, if this would have been for a stipulation, I think this would have been better. But it's kind of just bragging rights, I guess, at this point. And I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Um, the show itself was okay. Uh, I'd probably give it probably a C. Um, I don't know what's been going on. I don't know if it's been the draft that's that's severely depleted this this show. But Raw has been head and shoulders above SmackDown since the draft and it's not even close anymore so something needs to change um with smackdown i don't know if it's the writing i don't know if just the the i don't know it, it's tough i don't want to say the competitors are not as good because they are they're they're excellent you have roman and the usos and i mean charlotte's i know everybody hates charlotte but i mean you can't deny how good she is you know and they have great stars like ricochet and you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. Something's just not clicking with SmackDown, and I really hope that they're able to turn it around. I'm happy that they're still pulling in, you know, two mil pretty much every week, so that's good. Raw has been only getting, like, 1.8 or 1.6, and but the show entertainment value is just so much better. So I don't know. 
hopefully things are able to change quickly for him. Um, but that's the show for tonight, guys. Thank you so much, obviously, for listening. Appreciate you as always. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook as Ship It Above the Ring. You can find us on Instagram as underscore Above the Ring and on YouTube as Above the Ring. Uh, you can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on one that you're listening to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bit of them to your day from above the ring. Thank you guys once again for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And most importantly, do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.